I'd say the biggest thing that he's taught me is just patience. I feel like more than anything, and not in a negative way, but in a, in, a, in a positive light of really just prioritizing time. Welcome to The Art of Fatherhood, a podcast that takes you on the journey of fatherhood. Now here's your host, Art Eddie. This week's The Art of Fatherhood podcast is being brought to you by Belly. Attention all dads-to-be. It's time to supercharge your journey to fatherhood with Belly Prenatal for Men. Why Belly? Because sperm counts and you're 50% of the pregnancy equation. This is your legacy, so why not bring the best genes you can to the whole baby-making process? It's an easy way to support your partner, optimize your fertility, promote healthy sperm, and give your future little you a great start to life. Visit babybelly.com now and get ready to rock the adventure of fatherhood with Belly by your side. Belly, where fatherhood truly begins. What's going on, everybody? Art Eddie here for another edition of the Art of Fatherhood podcast. And on the line, I'm very happy to have Alex Hall. Thanks for taking the time to chat with me, sir. How are you doing? Doing well, man. How are you? Thanks for having me. Yeah, man, looking forward to chat with you about music, uh, your latest album, just, you know, things in general, like songwriting, all that good stuff. I love chatting with creative people like yourself, but I also love chatting with people who are good dads. And if people follow you on social media, follow your career, love your music, they know that you are a good dad. So talk to me. You, you know, we were talking before we started recording. Your son just had his second birthday, which is awesome. So happy birthday to him. But when you found out you were going to be a dad, what was going through mind, man? Well, first, thank you for saying that. I, I appreciate that. And um, gosh, the first thing that came to my mind when I found I was going to be a dad, to be honest, it, it was uh, terrified. I was terrified. Um, my wife and I got married November 1st of 2020. And uh, so the world was already in a crazy place as it was, you know, and that and then um, we got pregnant in December and found out we were pregnant in January. And, uh, and, and I remember the day vividly because it was I, I have a record called Six Strings. It's a, an EP. And it was the very last single release from that project the day that she found out she was pregnant, my wife. And um, and so, you know, typically we would have gone out to celebrate the release and all of the above and have this big party. And we, I think we even had plans to do all of that. And she called me in the middle of the day and was just like, hey, you need to come home. And she was really upset. And, and I was in a, a right. And uh, and I so I, I went home and she was like, I, I think I'm pregnant. And so we went to the doctor and got the official test done and all that. And, um, and we canceled all of our plans. We went to dinner, just the two of us. And we're like, what are we going to do? Because we were living in a very small apartment, um, on the West side of Nashville. And, uh, you know, in the middle of the pandemic, she had just started a new job that had no insurance, uh, benefits whatsoever. Um, and I was in the middle of trying to make my career work in the middle of a pandemic and I couldn't tour. And I was putting my first real kind of EP out and all this stuff. And so our life was just not ready to have a child yet. And um, we wanted kids, but we were thinking in a few years from that point, we would be having kids. And um, and so, yeah, we were terrified, man. I was I was scared to death. And I mean, we were definitely, I'd, I would be lying if I said I wasn't excited too. I was definitely thrilled and um, and eager to have a, have a little baby, but we were very scared and um, and just not sure what, you know, the future was going to hold for us and how we were going to take care of a child. Great. Like just all of the things you listed, just, you know, I, I feel more and more, especially now when I talk to dads, you know, with kids, your ages, where it was just like, yeah, with the pandemic, with the career, I mean, talk about like, you know, with your wife who has, has a job, but doesn't have the benefits. You 
with you being a musician, it's kind of hard to like get your own benefits, yeah. right? So that alone, you're like, all right, how do we do this? And then you're going through a pandemic. But on on the on the brighter side and the happier side, I think you know this being a musician, a lot of people come up to you and be like, Hey, this song means so much to me because at the time I was dealing with this could be happy, could be sad, could be just being a tough time, whatever. Right. But your music got them through. And you know, music is such a, is a gatekeeper. Like, you know, they say like taste and um, you know, smell are, are gatekeepers to memories, but music is too. So for you to work on that, you know, your album, uh, your EP six strings. And like, anytime you think about that song, the songs or something that pops up, you're like, that was when I found out. So that that's just something that's really cool for you to have you and your family to have, right? Absolutely. And it also happened to be Elvis's birthday, which I'm very obsessed with Elvis. Uh, so <laughs> it's all tied to that memory that day um, for sure. And that I, I agree with you on all that, man. I mean, it's, it's, you know, I think music, I, I do a lot of work. This is side sidetrack, but with the, uh, the VA hospital here in Nashville and, and a lot of those folks, nice um, it, one of the facilities actually are, are dealing with, um, dementia or Alzheimer's or, or some sort of memory loss and stuff and or they had a stroke or whatever it was and we've talked uh, I talked to some folks over there recently and they were saying how um, they saw significant improvements in some of the the patients there after us going and playing songs for them a few different times and that they started improving because of the music so even just the way that that can attract your, your brain and all of the above I think it, it definitely ties into your memories and all that and all that to be said I uh, I will definitely never forget that day with that song and that and that date and everything. It uh it, it was a crazy moment and uh here we are now. We're, we're yeah. two years into it and rock and rolling, man. It's great. Love it. Kudos to you for doing the work that you're doing. Um, my family, my dad's side, the family is affected by Alzheimer's and dementia. One of my good friends, his his dad recently passed away, but he was their whole family was dealing with it. But the, the work that you're doing is great, and that kind of leads me into my next question. You know, besides creativity and kind of finding your own path through music. It doesn't have to be through music, but that's the way you have found your own path through music and being creative, but also like paying it forward. Right. So talk about some of the values you and your wife are looking to instill into him as he's growing up. Man, absolutely. I mean, that's that's a huge part of uh, of a huge goal for my wife and I both is paying it forward 100 percent. We've both been very blessed and fortunate in that aspect of our lives. Um, But for for us to instill into Preston and into hopefully all the other kids that we'll have down the road, because we do want to have more eventually um is i think for for us we're we're both we're christians you know i don't know if that's i'm allowed to say that or whatever but uh, we're 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 both christians um so like that i think is the is the root of it for us is where it kind of all stems from and and for me that that is kindness and love and and peace and and bringing that joy and light into the world um which is my goal whether that's via music or just the the example that you put off into the world as well um, and, and so I would say first and foremost, that's, that's really to me where it all starts for us with him and, and for all the other, again, hopeful kids that we get to have down the road, um, is just really just being kind and honest and, and, and just, uh, spreading love and light throughout the world. That to me, I think if you can do that, the rest of it all comes easy to me. It's like, that's to me, a great foundation of, of life in general. Um, so, so that's kind of where we all, where we start with for us. Yeah, no doubt. Like I, we, you know, my wife and I, we have two daughters, uh, they're 15 and 13 right now. And the, the idea of, you know, um, you know, we grew up, my wife and I grew up Catholic and all that. And and, it, and it's just like, you see different things that like, you want to tell your kids, like, you don't have to believe exactly what I believe, but I want you to believe in something higher, right? Just in the sense Absolutely. of like, it'll help you guide you. And it'll hopefully 
not that you're like trying to do a point system to whatever being you believe in, but it's just like, it kind of gives you like, you learn a little bit more about like morals and how to like approach life and be kind to others. So totally absolutely appreciate that. I think so too, man. I mean, and again, on the, on the moral thing, which again, I think all comes back to what I was talking about too, with it. It's just like, I, I think that again, whether you believe in God or don't believe in God or whatever, I think that you can at least all agree that like the teachings of it, all come down to that moral foundation and to me again that just sets you up for success no matter what you believe if you if you're just morally in a good place and and kind and love and all of the above then i i just think everything else just comes comes a lot easier and if nothing else you're you'll you'll you can end your life saying that you did your best you could and you were a good person and uh and that's 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 my philosophy at least and that's a great way to be a role model for your kids is if you're living not not only talking the talk but walking the walk, right? Like Absolutely. you can say be kind and help others, but your son, maybe not now, digest it fully. But you know, over the years as he grows older, he's like, oh, where's dad? Oh, he's going to VA hospital. He's helping people. He's doing this. It's yeah. like, oh, cool. And that almost becomes normal. So then like, yep. they'll, they'll help. <laughs> they'll find something like a charity and organization to help out with. So that's awesome. Absolutely, yeah, man. I, I think it's a you know it's a great thing, and and also you know, why else have uh, a plat, not that I have the biggest platform in the world yet or whatever, but why not? If you have the ability to go and help people, I just don't see a reason why not to do it. Um, So, yeah. So you, you and your wife learned a lot about how to get through some things, tough times or some stressful times with the pandemic, with having a baby, like insurance. So you guys were kind of learning lessons already before you (laughs) survived, but once you became a dad, what is something that he has taught you either about yourself or about life? Oh, man. I mean, I feel like I've learned everything about life since becoming a dad, to be honest. Uh, It sounds cliche, but it's it's just it's true. I I, my entire life has changed specifically really in the last year for me. Um, It took me I I immediately was, you know, thrilled about being a dad and all of the above. But I I was also in the midst of touring and making a record and all of these other things moving around. And so as soon as he was born, it was like I was already holding on for dear life with my career stuff as well. And so it took me time to really adjust to and acclimate to what kind of dad that I wanted to be and really kind of take a bird's eye view of, of again, back to that, what example am I setting as, as a father? And, and it's, it took me some time to figure what, out what that was. Um, but for me, man, I'd say the biggest thing that he's taught me is just patience. I feel like more than anything, and not in a negative way, but in a, in a, in a positive light of really just prioritizing time and and just like all the, as, as a two-year-old, you know, all that he wants is my attention. That's it. And, and the patience that, that as little as it really takes, it can seem daunting when there's a million other things going on in the world, you know? And so I think for me, that's probably the biggest thing is just the patience to sit down and to play with the car versus going and folding the laundry that I can fold in 10 minutes after he goes down. And I know it's 10 minutes to fold a large load because I've timed it. And uh, like, it's, I'm that, that's just how crazy I am. But, you know, I think it's little things like that, you know, that I've, I've, I've learned is just like taking the time, being patient and, and, you know, knowing that, that again, that 10 minutes can, can wait till after he's gone to bed and stuff like that, instead of, trying to get it all done while he's he's awake and, and trying to get my attention and I'm trying to do something else. Nice. And that can kind of bleed into my next question about a dad hack or piece of advice for new dads. Cause I think you're in a perfect, like the wheelhouse for that. But I love the fact that you'd sign the laundry, 
once I became a dad, my wife and I joke about like, you know, I'm the kind of the, the joker and like, you know, trying to like see like some fun and like always like have like a side quip. My wife looked at things from, you know, a, a, um, a good perspective, but also too just like from like, all right, how are we going to plan this out? She's like, since we've had kids, you have gotten to be more like her, like her in the sense of like, yeah, now this is what we're doing. And like, I'm on a routine. She goes, it's funny to see the evolution. So I love that's really funny. <laughs> I mean, it's <laughs> real, man. It's real. It's like, I feel like you almost have to do that. Or it's like, you just get, you start drowning and it's like, there's just too many things and there's not enough time. It's like, I've never understood that the saying of like, there's not enough time of the day, which I know is everyone's heard it. But like, I feel like until you have kids and your career is going on and all the above, that's when you truly figure out there is genuinely not enough time in the day. <laughs> and so it's like, that's when the timer comes out when it comes to folding the laundry and all of the above. It's like, how long does it actually take? So it's, yeah, it's, it's dumb, but it's like, it's the reality of like, I just don't know how else you really get it done without really prioritizing all of the things that you got to get done. While you were saying, I just had a picture of like you at like at a crossroads, right? You have a guitar in one hand, your kid in the other hand, and you see laundry and you see like, uh, you know, writing, you know, lyrics or something like that or creating a song. You're like, yeah, man. All right. How do I do this? And you're looking at the clock. Like, how am I going to, you know, so it's just, yeah. You're like, the reality oh. is I would rather go to the lyrics and, and the guitar and leave the laundry for another time. Cause unfortunately my wife and I both hate laundry with all of, of the, the hate that we could have. And, um, and so it's it's the last of our priorities, but you know we we get it done when we need to. Nice. Uh, like I mentioned earlier, dad hack or piece of advice for new dads, what would it be? Man, I again, you know, I, I wish I had something better to say, but I just think getting on the floor and playing with them and just getting on their level. Like I I, I don't have anything wise to say about you know anything crazy. I just think that that's just genuinely what I have found that at least for my son that's all that he wants. Like he literally just wants me to be on the floor on his level with him, whether that's cuddling up and watching a TV show or movie and eating a snack or again, playing with cars or blocks or Lego, whatever it is. Like that's all that he wants that fulfills him more than anything else in the world. And it's like, as simple as that is, that's probably the biggest thing in the world in his mind right now. Um, so yeah, I don't have any, I wish I had like a Yoda ism that I could, preach out into the world and have this like grand idea. But I, I would give that advice is just like get on their level. And it's like, it's really funny. Side note on that too. It's like, I, I'm upset. I love cameras and, and photography and stuff. And I have this little, um, it's a pace called a paper shoot camera. And it's a digital camera that it, it's pretty unbreakable. It's, it's, it is, it's easy to use. You literally click a button, take it. Well, Preston, my son loves it. He, I'll put it around his neck and he'll walk around with it and love it. And the funniest thing about it is sometimes you'll get some selfies that he'll take of himself or like an upper chin shot or whatever. But nine times out of 10, it's always like him taking a shot of, of his view, which is, which is amazing at two years old that he can like put it up his eye, click a picture and take it. But you see when I download the photos to my computer or whatever, you can see exactly what it is that he's seeing through his viewfinder of life. And typically it's your shoes or your knees or the dog or you know whatever it is that he's actually seeing but it puts into perspective truly what the world looks like to a two-year-old and, and it's huge and it's daunting and it's all of the above. And so it's like getting down on their level on their playing field. And, uh, and again, whether that's watching something, cuddling, playing, whatever it is, that to me is really the, uh, the thing that they're looking for. And, uh, and it doesn't always seem like it's that easy to do again when life and time is flying by, but man, from my experience so far, it's, uh, 
it, that that to me is the best advice I could give. Okay, couple things, man. I'm getting a little goosebumps because you're trying to be like, oh, I have, I need, I, I don't have a complex answer. What like in just being in this parenting space, I I, I saw like a TED talk, a four year old or five, four or six year old girl gave a TED talk talking about what a kid needs from um, zero to five, and mm. what you just said is what she said is the main thing. Just get on the floor and no play, kidding, right? Wow. And so while you're saying that, like I wish I had something like. What you said right there can move mountains. Second of all, you're using the analogy. You both love cameras, you know, and all this other stuff. You just talked about how he looked, you know, looking at those pictures, you saw what he's saying. So not only does it bring you to like what he's saying, but it brings you to that kid level and seeing what he's all taking in. So even though you didn't think you had like this complex, <laughs> the basic thing you said about just getting, you know, down and just having fun and, you know, you know, playing at his level works on so many levels and i think it's one of the best answers i've received in a, in a while so well done man. oh man well there you go well i've been thinking about that one a lot so i'm glad it worked out i'm glad it came through <laughs> and speaking of yodaisms man that kind of goes back into empire of strikes back is my favorite movie it's like you must unlearn what you have learned and that's you know uh, you tell, like you know luke that about the weight of the x-wing and all this stuff so what you were kind of telling parents or new parents to be is like you must unlearn what you have learned about just priorities and time and all this other stuff. Get down with your son, your daughter, your kids at that age and just have fun. So you did a Yodaism. So well, that's done. well, there you go, man. That's <laughs> accident, accidentally wise. There you go. That's awesome. I mean, it's just, it's true. You know, I mean, that's just been my experience with it all so far. It's just, that's, that's just what, what seems to make him the happiest. Right. And the thing that I think too, and not to keep rambling on it, but the thing that I, my wife and I talk about this a lot, and I, I constantly remind myself if I if I've had a long day and I'm stressed or frustrated or whatever, and I try my best to leave it at the door, doesn't always happen, you know. And um, and the thing that we both try to re remind each other of often is like at this point now, he's been on Earth for two years. Like, so that's the amount of experience, which is nothing uh, in the grand scheme of life that he has in the world. And like I've been here for 29 years and I still mess up on the day on the daily. And so it's like, you know, I think that's that's something that we both, again, try to just remind each other of is like it, two years of experience on this earth is nothing. That's that's a breath for us, you know, so it's it's just something to, to try to remember. And uh, and I'm constantly trying to remind myself of it seems like you're doing a good job of that. And a great segue to from father to your music is uh, congrats on side effects of the heart. One of your songs is dad. Now, uh, I think a lot of parents should definitely check it out. Obviously, you know, on your socials and, you know, your website at uh, musicbyalexhall.com, of course, put up links here at heartoffatherhood.net. But um, if you check out, you know, all of his music, like I said, musicbyalexhall.com, but like they can check out, you know, uh, your new album. So congrats on that. But Thank obviously, you. Dad Now, talk about that song. And I, I know where the inspiration comes from, but just talk about making that song, man. Yeah, man, it it, it was either the, the second to last or the very last song, actually, that I finished writing for the record, which is also... Um, partially why it's the last song on the album. Um, but I, it took a few rewrites on that one. I, I typically don't have to rewrite a lot. I'll, I'll try my best to, to get a song done the, the day of whenever I'm writing it. But that one took a few a few revisits and uh, just to get it right, because I, I felt like I just needed to be, I try to be as honest as I can in all of my songs, um, even if they're not something that I directly have lived. But that song clearly is, you can hear just hear it in the lyrics is, from point A to the very end of it is, is every bit of our story. And um, yeah, man, it's, it's just one that, that keeps growing with me. I've talked about this a song a lot recently in interviews and 
it's a song that the older that I get and the, and the farther along in the parenthood that I get, the closer I become with the song, because I feel like even though I wrote it, I, I understand it more the longer I get to spend with it. Um, and it's just, it's just the honest truth of our story. It's again, like I said earlier on is we weren't expecting to have a kid yet and we were happily married and, and we wanted to have kids, but we're expecting it to come a few years down the road. And so it just took us on a little bit of a, of a, you know, off the, off the beaten path course that we weren't expecting. And, and it's become the greatest part of my life. I mean, truly and my wife's and I, I know I can confidently say that for her too, is, I mean, if we had all the money in the world, I would still be making music. Don't get me wrong. But if we could just be parents and not have to worry about anything else, and that's all that we could do, that's what we would be doing. Cause it's, it's the greatest, there's nothing more rewarding. And I know, you know, this as being a, a father as well. There's just nothing more rewarding in the world to me than being a dad and, and, hearing him say your name or, or run to you and give you a hug when you pick him up from preschool or whatever it is. Um, I mean, just, just holding him. I mean, literally down to the simplicity of that, there's nothing, nothing greater in the world. Um, and, and that's just kind of what the song is about is the journey and the evolution of that. And, uh, and I know there's going to be a time down the road where, you know, I don't know if you're at this place yet or not having your, your teenagers, but I, I a lot of my friends that have teenagers are like that, the, the, the older they get, the less they want you, the less they're, they're there. And I'm, I'm uh, terrified for that. So I'm just trying my best to enjoy it. And that's kind of what the song is about. Nice. I, I think each stage is there's different things, right? Um, but here, here's my dad hack for you. Uh-huh. The, biggest, the biggest, the biggest thing is at this age, man, especially raising daughters, everybody's like, Oh, good luck. They're high school. You know, they're, you know, teenage daughters. Yeah, there's stereotypes for reason or people, you know, put things in generalities for a reason. I get it. But I think one of the biggest things and like it, it goes back to at each stage, it's finding the way you're getting down and dirty with your kids like you, you know, getting on the floor, playing trucks, dinosaurs, whatever. Yep. With my daughters now, like they we love music. We geek out together like my old and I, my oldest and I will watch Ahsoka together. My youngest and I will watch football together we have a fantasy football team that, you know, I, they, they write stories or they play music and we listen to it. My wife and I listen to them communication. Like, I think the yeah. biggest thing is like, you want your kids to have independence and do their own thing. But I think if, if you're with them and you show that you actually care and not to be like, is your homework done? Or where are you going out? Like, yeah. who are you hanging out with? What's on your phone? Like, if you actually have these conversations where they see that you care, yeah, fine. I think you, you you and your wife's mindset right now, just carry that on through. There's going to be, different pitfalls at different stages. But from what I have experienced, and I'm very lucky to chat with great dads like yourself, where you kind of, you kind of remind me of what it was like to, you know, raise kids at that age, but also to talking to people whose kids are in college or now that they're, they're empty nesters and things to worry about or things to think about. So yes, you can give in the stereotype, but you also can kind of break those barriers too, right? Like in country music, everyone's like, Oh, we're going to talk about whiskey, my girlfriend and my dog yeah. and all that stuff. And it's like, it's not all about that. Right. Like, you know, absolutely growing up, growing up like i had different versions of like favorite genres of music but then when you actually start listening to other things like not with any type of bias and you listen to it and you're like oh i can see where this person is coming from so yeah it's long-winded but i'm just saying like don't don't stress out about certain ages or you're going to be stressing out about a lot more things <laughs> like, <laughs> just be there for them and like show that you care and i think they'll be fine i i love that man and i appreciate that advice and and i uh again we're not clearly at that stage yet but that's definitely our our goal is to continue going down that path because you know again and, I, and you the word that you used was communication and, and i just think that's just a great 
thing to keep in mind as far as just uh, living in general. I think we all lack communication. And I think that is the, the key missing link to our world at the moment. So I think if we could take that and put that into all life across the board, we'll probably uh, we'll be doing all right. You're preaching to the choir, sir. I totally agree. <laughs> Everyone's like, why is this guy calling? Because I actually want to have a conversation with you. Yes, I'm 44 and I should be like texting, but whatever. Um, That's amazing. You know, just going back to, you know, your music and all that good stuff. But like, you know, Side Effects from the Heart, your different albums, like Six Strings and all that. You know, you mentioned with with Dad Now, and I can see the importance of the weight of being a father and making sure you are really happy with that song. And, and especially in Nashville, I know Nashville's kind of changed over the landscape over the years and how people perceive it. It's almost like I've heard someone call it like Hollywood East just because like everybody from the West is <laughs> there and stuff. But like with your job, with right music and all that, what is your creative process like? Is it differ for maybe, you know, at a certain age, you write music definitely changes to now. But like talk about your creative process and does it differ from album to album? Honestly, I wouldn't say that it differs from album to album. I, I don't have a whole lot of experience to answer that question because I this is my first full record um, and Six Strings was a little bit of a thing that wasn't necessarily even supposed to happen. It was the pandemic came about and uh, we were stuck at home and we were like, what can we do? And uh, so we decided to make this little EP. Um, so I don't have enough experience to fully answer that honestly. I don't believe that it'll change, to be honest, uh, as far as any of that goes, because I, the base of my music comes uh, from very classic influences and traditional style of recording and writing and all, all of the above. Like I typically will write the song before I, I record anything and then we'll do a demo that's still pretty organic and live. And then when we record it. It's fully recorded with a live band and all of the above. So it's it's fairly traditional and classic, which is kind of everything in my world anyway. I, I love vintage clothes. I love old cameras. I love records. I'm just, I was born in the wrong time period. Uh, and, and I know that I, I'm an old soul and I, that's just who I am. And so I don't foresee it changing in the future in that aspect. I think the biggest thing that will change is just my life experience and the things that I, the way that I'm living, I, I quit drinking almost 11 months ago. So like alcohol has been out of my life. Thank you uh for for nearly a year so that has also influenced a lot of the way that i live my life and the, the way that i create and all of the above too so i think more so than the idea of how i'm going to be changing the way that i create or write or whatever it's just going to be the things that i'm talking about and and the life experiences that i'm having and everything else in that aspect because you know my early 20s were a lot more partying and drinking and going out and and just being crazy. And now like, you know, I, I have a family and I'm married and again, I don't drink anymore. So it's like, that's a whole nother thing. And, 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 and rediscovering faith and different ideas of that and, and, and life and political views and all of the above, like all of that stuff, you know, the older you get, at least for me, uh, the more interested I am in all of that. And the more that it impacts me a lot more than it used to 10 years ago. And so it's, that's yeah. where I foresee it all changing probably more so than the way that I'm doing it. Yeah, no doubt. You know, you mentioned an old soul being, you know, born in, in, a, in the wrong era, but maybe you were born in this era to bridge the now to the past and like celebrate the good huh. thing, right? So there, yeah, you, there go. you go. Yeah, <laughs> I, I like. I was actually listening to again back to I guess being a Christian, but I was listening to a, a sermon from uh, the church that we go to. I, I had missed a few weeks, and we were listening. I was listening to one yesterday uh, on my drive, and and he actually was talking about that how people are always talking about how either they're 
they don't like their boss or they don't like their job or they don't like the situation they're in. And he was like, but what if you're there for a reason? Like, what if you're, maybe you don't like your boss, maybe you don't like your job, but maybe you were put there for a purpose. And uh, so maybe you're right. Maybe I was put in this time period to bring in the old, the old school back into the new school. Uh, two more questions before I finish off with the father quick five. And again, I, I thank you for being generous with your time. Um, you know, you mentioned six strings, but like, um, you know, you're doing some things with your heroes like Vince Gill, Brad Paisley, John Osborne. Talk about like that surreal experience. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's it's still something I will never uh, believe that it happened, even though I, <laughs> I have proof of it. Uh, it's it's crazy to me, man. I was talking to somebody the other day and even even down to John Osborne, who's, you know, brothers Osborne are a little bit more current than Vince and Brad Paisley are. But uh, you know, their, their single stay a little longer was, was on the radio and they were on CMT and all the above when I still lived in Georgia. And so like they were, st I, I looked up to them because they were r ruling, they were hitting radio pretty hard before I even moved here. So even, even to have John on the record and now they're, they're very good friends of mine and stuff. Uh, but, but it's just, it's pretty amazing. And at that time I didn't have, not that I have a whole lot going on for me at the moment still, but like I had really nothing going on at that time. And so to have them hear these songs as, as rough demos that they were at the time and want to put their thumbprint on it and say, yes, is still something that I'm, I'm grateful for. And, and now I've been able to play the Opry with Vince many times and with Brad many times and play some shows with them and, and do stuff with them and such. It's, uh, it's just pretty, pretty awesome, man. And, um, and I'll, I'll forever be, be grateful that for that little period of time that I was able to make that record and, uh, and have them be a part of it. That's legit, man. I love that, Alex. I think each stage of when you get into like whatever industry you're in, there's going to be like pros and cons. Right. So for you, you have, you know, YouTube, you have different ways that you can like just make maybe showcase your music or people who are upcoming and all that. What do you think about the way that music has, you know, talking to the people who you looked up to and working with them and they might've told you about like old industry stories or whatever the case may be, but from your knowledge of just the music industry, are you happy with the way it's kind of evolved or what, what's your take on that? Man, you know, uh, I think there's pros and cons to all of it. If I'm being honest, um, you know, I, I think that everything evolves that if you look back at history in general, everything, there's always been something that people are like, this is the end of the world or rock and roll <laughs> is going to brainwash everybody. Like Elvis is the devil, like whatever it is, like you can go all the way back and there's always something. Uh, and so I, I, you know, the, the car, I'm sure with the very first automobile, I'm sure everybody was just like, this is outrageous. We can't ride horses anymore. Like this is wild. Like, you know, so it's <laughs> like, I, I think there's that side of it for me where I'm like, you know, I can sit here and harp on how much I don't enjoy social media, which I don't necessarily, it's not something that I love. Um, it's not something that I find myself, you know, sitting on every day, just like eagerly trying to see what everybody's doing. Um, I don't really care, to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, but on the flip side of it, it's also a tool that you can, for free, kind of uh, reach people without doing anything, really. And so, you know, it's it's definitely, I think, a, a double-edged sword on that side of it. And as far as streaming goes, you know, you have access to more music and more ears than ever before. Um, as easy as a click of the button, but then also you don't get paid very much for it as a songwriter. So it's it's kind of like a pro and a con to all of it. And, and, you know, I, I think that it's, it, it would be dumb to say that the world's a, a worse place for some of it, or that it's a better place for some of it. I just think that it's the reality that we're living in. Yeah. And, um, and so I think that, you know, for me personally, 
I, I will use it in, in whatever ways that I can and, and not let it control the way that I create music is my biggest priority with it. Um, because I've definitely gotten lost in that, that part of it too, as I think a lot of folks do. I, that's just my biggest thing is like, I don't want anything, whatever, whatever the newest platform is or whatever the newest streaming device is, whatever. I don't want that to dictate the way that I create music and the rest of it. I will, I will figure out along the way. Um, and so that's kind of where, where my belief is on it. I don't, I don't think it's a good or a bad thing. I just think it's the reality. And again, I think if you look back at history, there's always been something that's, that's been just like, this is terrible. And then it's, it's the greatest thing of all time. You know, it's just, it's just the way that it is. So I, I don't know. I don't know if that's a good answer or not, but that's just oh, no, the way that I, that's the way that I kind of look at it, I guess. No, it's a great answer. And like, uh, you know, my oldest, she loves like started like picking up vinyl and, you know, she's, that's awesome. She didn't have a record player yet. Like I have turntables like, cause I used to DJ in college and stuff, but like, I was like, yeah, you know, maybe for Christmas you can get, you know, but she's like getting all the, like the Taylor Swift albums and all that other stuff. That's like, amazing. But like, I, I think vinyl is one medium that's going to come back where I don't really see cassettes or CDs coming back. <laughs> so, but you never know. Yeah, but, you man, you know that I know, like at Urban Outfitters and stuff, they they legitimately are selling Walkmans and cassette tapes, which is mind blowing to me. So they genuinely might make a comeback and. Vinyl's already here. I think vinyl has made its comeback. CDs, I I don't know. We'll see. But but cassettes are they're they're their thing, man. I don't get the cassette because personally, I don't care to rewind it uh, and all of the above. I I love vinyl. I've been collecting vinyl since I was about fifteen, um, so I, I love it. But the cassette, it's it's making it's making its turn. It's making its turn. That's too funny. Nice. All right, uh, Father and Quick Five, favorite family movie right. or TV show? Do you guys have one? Man, definitely uh, TV show. I would again. I'm going to go with uh, Spidey and his amazing friends on Disney Plus, uh, as well as the. I think it's the Adventures of Young Jedi or Young Jedi Adventures or whatever yep. it's called. Yep. Those are the two shows. Absolutely loves them. Um, and then movie wise, there actually are two or three. I'll give you three. I know you asked for one, but I'll give you three. Um, it's Cars, which I love because it came out when I was a kid, and and he loves it. Nice. Um, Tarzan again came out when I was a kid, loves it, and then Sing Two. He absolutely loves Sing Two because he loves music and all of the above, and uh, and I they they did a great job with it. So those are those are his those are his movies and shows. Awesome. All right, so maybe from the soundtrack, but is there a favorite family song you guys like to sing or dance to? Or if you don't if you don't have one on the top of the head, um, is there a genre of music that you can't wait to introduce them to? Um. I don't know if this he he loves a song off of my record. We've we've nice. listened my, to my record a lot because yeah. of mixes and all of the above. There's a song called "Easy on a Heart" that's not out uh, yet, but it, it'll be out, I guess, when this is coming out. But um, called "Easy on a Heart," and he loves it. That is hands down his favorite song uh, on the record, which is really fun. Um, but the the best probably proud dad moment of my life, and I actually made a TikTok video about this because I was so excited about it. Um, we were driving into to preschool one day and I, I love the Eagles. I love like a bunch of old stuff, but I had seven bridges road, uh, playing and about halfway through the second verse, this acoustic guitar starts just strumming this dumb dick dum dum thing. And he just starts going nuts in the back seat, just going crazy. And I just turned, it shocked me. Cause I was like, it's like it's seven 30 in the morning or whatever. And I'm half asleep still. And he just starts going nuts to seven bridges road 
Eagles. And that was the most proud moment I'll ever be as a dad. So yeah, there you go. Love it. So cool. Uh, describe the perfect family vacation. Where would it be? Oh man. Uh, this again might change. I don't know, but we, we love the beach. We love going to the ocean. Um, and so we've, we've taken Preston twice now with the last two summers down to, uh, to the beach down in, in uh, Rosemary beach area in Florida. And so, uh, as of now, I'm going to say that cause it's just always great. And he loves, he loves going to the, to the ocean and stuff. So we'll, we'll, we'll go with that. Nice. First album you purchased was Elvis number one, 30 number ones. I think it's what it was. It was a gold CD and I broke it and scratched it so many times that I had to keep going back and re purchasing it uh but that was my that was my very first one that i recall buying i love it you can't scratch mp3s right so no you can't no not that i know of <laughs> and uh lastly top three words you hope your son would use to describe you as a dad what do you what do you hope they would be man three words i i would hope that it would be kind honest and loving nice Great that would be and again, I might change those down the road, but I, if I have to just choose off the top of my head, I should have been thinking about these like you had told me earlier, and I didn't. So I'm going to go with those. <laughs> no, those are great words, man. People, make sure you follow Alex on Twitter and Instagram at Music by Alex Hall. And check out all of his music, especially his new album, Side Effects of the Heart, at his website at uh, musicbyalex.com. Again, really appreciate your insight on fatherhood. I really uh, appreciate your time. Uh, congrats on the new album. I wish you and your family continued success, sir. Thank you so much, man. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. I want to thank this week's sponsor, Belly, for sponsoring the Art of Fatherhood podcast. I really appreciate their support. And I love the fact that they're looking to help not just women, but also men as they look to start a family. So for more information, make sure you go to their website at bellybaby.com. And while you're on the internet, please rate, subscribe, and review to the Art of Fatherhood podcast. And check out my site at artoffatherhood.net. There's columns on fatherhood, spotlighting dads who are doing things right. There's pop culture stories that I write with my family. There's a lot of other great things you can check out there at my site. And you can also win some cool stuff and get the latest and greatest in all things family. So make sure you go to artoffatherhood.net and rate, subscribe, and review to the Art of Fatherhood podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to the Art of Fatherhood podcast. Leave a review wherever you listen to podcasts and go to artoffatherhood.net.